passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Door. Bumper. Clear. Hello. Hello. Oh, here we go. Brett Griffin, spotter for Colleague Racing in 2022. What's up, Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace. Hey, everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the uh, six cup car. A wise man once told me, you can't be hungover and drunk at the same time. So I think that was me. Yeah, I'm sure somebody smarter no. than you told yeah, you. Yeah, he said wise man. <laughs> so let's just get the party back started again, I guess. Well, TJ and Freddie, you went a whole week nope. without getting called to the NASCAR Hall I'm out. because I'm of this podcast. Cut this out. You cut this out, Jason. You make it sound like just me and TJ got called to the Hall <laughs> Coming well, from the guy that well, if I, I start talking, <laughs> kick me. The guy that never shut up. Yeah. My uh, what an idiot is going to be Mike's Finney driver. Dale Jr.? Yeah, he's just an idiot this week. <laughs> TJ has officially grown a set of balls and called out <laughs> Dale Jr. on the Door Bumper Clear podcast. This is an epic moment, Freddie. I'm proud of him, finally. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Major, spotter of the six cup car, the one truck this year in 68 Xfinity car, full-time Xfinity. So, and welcome to the Bojangle studio back in action. Out of bail, fresh out of jail, California dreaming. Soon as I step on the stage, I hear the hoochie screaming, screaming for money and alcohol and life for the West Side. Brett Griffin, fresh out of LA Coliseum, I'm feeling the West Coast vibes. Gotta give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. They're back this year. Show them love. And our buddies at Racing USA. Freddie, what's up? Did you survive? Yeah, who are you spotting for this year? I mean, do you want to mention oh, that? Oh, I'm spotting for Colleague <laughs> Racing. Justin Haley <laughs> in the Cup Series and Daniel Hamrick, the champ in the Xfinity Series. What truck are you doing? A truck. <laughs> <laughs> what's up? Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace. Uh, Landon Castle in the Xfinity Series and Derek Krause in the Truck Series. I too am back, <laughs> back from, for more. Back for more for Krause. Yeah, he's gonna. He, Krause's whole season looks like yesterday's concies did. I'm kind of uh, surprised he asked you to come back. Honestly. He doesn't have a choice. Surprised they asked him to come back. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was a hell of a show yesterday, Casey. What's what's going on? Hello, everyone. Casey Boat here, marketing professional in NASCAR. Still have a job, thankfully, and we can't forget our amazing producer. Hey, Jason Schultz here, director of content, Dirty Mo Media. Did you get a, is you get is a that promotion? a new title? <laughs> no, yeah. No, that's self-proclaimed. 
I'm just going to keep saying it until it comes true. That's hilarious. Get your own business cards and maybe get a raise. Why director? Just go up to VP at this point. Um, just the content guy. I did that once too at a company called Spot On. I just invented a title for myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, VP of Entertainment. Jason. Next week, next week I'm going to have my own self-proclaimed yeah. title as Jason, well. Just make sure you send HR the email notifying them so you get the okay, raise good, to the good. director level. Does that mean you're coming two weeks in a row? Well, next week we don't have a show, but the week after, okay. I'm going to be marketing professional and VP of babysitting yeah. for Dorba Clear. That's that's that's, that's a valid. that's a full time job. Yep, tell me about it. <laughs> Anyways, back from California, probably on maybe two hours of sleep, I'm assuming. The official start of the season, unofficially. The and official, <laughs> unofficial start of the season. I mean, I don't know what well, to call Casey's the class back. these days. Here we go. You've had all winter to get ready for this show, and that's what you the, come up with. Gosh, what a, what, a, what a thing start of this show. <laughs> no, the inaugural Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. I'm going to ask you guys to give this a rating. A through F, off track, meaning TJ, I know what you'll give your on track. My personal race was an F. (laughs) (laughs) TJ, Um, what did you think of the experience overall? I mean, I thought the experience overall was good. I I thought the vibe around the track was good. I thought I was optimistic going in. I thought it would actually be a pretty good race, and I think it was actually a pretty good race. I don't – I mean, I mean, I am – the home run. I, I mean, A's I thought it was a home run with as many plus signs next to it as you can fit because j- the atmosphere alone. I didn't even care. Are you like, sick? What? Ha- no, I'm just like you never I, rate that high. On yeah, I know. And I was I was pessimistic about it going in. Like I just you know you I know. I could not I could not picture it going as well as it did. I knew the the venue was going to be amazing. I knew the the area, all the marketing. You know, it was a marketing dream from day one, but. The, the product on the racetrack was way better than I expected it to be. Um, and then just like me, there's multiple times me and Brett were sitting next to each other. We just looked at each other like, this is insane. Like a, a random pass in a heat race and half the stadium stood up and went nuts. Like you could tell that. And, and I saw a lot of people not believing that, you know, it was actual ticket sales or if it's the numbers they were throwing out about 70% new NASCAR fans in the crowd. It looked like a crowd of new NASCAR fans. Like they had never seen a pass before. They had never seen a guy put a bumper to somebody before, because anytime it happened, the place went a and, and I hope that translated well to the people that were watching on TV, but I mean, I thought just from atmosphere alone before the race even started, I'm like, this is a home run no matter what this race looks like. Uh, NASCAR spent a lot of money. I don't know the last time that I've looked down from the spotter stand and been in awe of how much money that we as a sport would spend because we typically are in the check cashing business, not the check writing business. But when you go into a venue that is literally a coliseum and is not even remotely uh, a racetrack and turn it into one, that's – Holy cow. Like, that's hard to do just from the permits alone. Like, you're in a very tight, tough political market to be able to do that, to be able to create that much sound and all the things that we bring to the table. Like, I can't imagine what the permits cost, right? Um, Build a racetrack, get Ice Cube, get Pitbull, get all the celebrities that were there. I saw Ashton Kutcher was there. Like, um, man, it's just freaking awesome. It was 100% a 10 out of 10. We finally figured out – how to make the heat races excited because we went through a, a year of that in Xfinity series where that didn't work at all. It was epic fail. And this was an A plus this past weekend, how we did the four, how they, how we did qualifying to set the heats, the length of the heats I thought was perfect. There were people 
before we even started a race car up in L.A. that they were too long. Look, listen, they were awesome. If you weren't entertained in Heat 4, then you simply need to go watch curling or something on TV. because hey, it was good, man. Because yeah. it was epic. But, Casey, to your question, um, A+++++. plus 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 Killer. I think this might be the first time you've complimented let, NASCAR. Let me ask you guys, and this is for you and Jason, if he wants to chime in too. Like, we were getting texts from people that were watching on TV that they felt, and I know why it was. We can talk about it here in a minute. But you know, what what was the broadcast like for you? Could you feel the excitement of like we were? The crowd was hyped the whole time. Concerts while the racing was going on. I don't know if you could feel that on TV, but I mean, we had got some texts about some people that kind of said that wasn't coming across uh, the same. I think they did a great job for what was given to them. This is not a normal speedway. Victory Lane was non-existent. Like, driver interstage was up in the grandstands. And I think that is, like, knowing what it takes on the back end, it is very hard to have things portrayed as it was like as they normally would be at a track where everything's back to back to back. I think that's hard. Um, so it was definitely hard to feel the excitement and to see everything that's going on. Um, but I think they were they did a great job for what was given to them. Jason, what do you think? They could probably have captured the atmosphere better because it's like you knew it was there, but you didn't really get to you know see it much or experience it much. But when they would show crowd shots of like really young people in the crowds, like having fun, I'm like, oh, that looks like a cool time. Yeah, you bring up a good point. So they they interviewed a kid over the PA system, Monica did, and and she said, How, are you having a good time? He said, this is the greatest day of my life. And the I kid was that. about 13 years old, made my heart just totally full. Here's where that was during sure? the race. Are you sure it wasn't the four naked blondes? That were sitting behind him. That... I didn't see them. Oh, they were. I yeah. needed my binoculars <laughs> up, I guess. Um, to, to your point, here's where TV had a huge miss. They kept showing the area where Pitbull, Ice Cube, and Driver Intros took place at the top of those columns. That part of the Coliseum, they should have been. They should have been full of fans because you kept showing the most empty part of the whole Coliseum. We sold over fifty-five thousand tickets in a place that holds. About 70,000. It normally holds more than that. But the way they had to configure everything to make sure fans were safe in the lower levels of the stadium, um, we could have sold about 70,000 tickets. But tell me this. When's the last time we sold 55,000 tickets to a clash? Or, it's, been, oh. or, it's been a long damn time. Or it, the West it was Coast. Packed. I mean, I think one of the biggest arguments in the industry was the fact that the West Coast – typically doesn't have a ton of NASCAR fans. Yeah, Fontana sold out last time we were there. Phoenix yeah. sells out but, in the fall. But meaning, I, I think just you, you look at it in general. The and, Clash and, isn't really that high of a prestigious race. Here's like, how I knew we had a lot of new fans. And I, and I told Freddie this. I looked down through the stands and I'm like, nobody's got a headset on. Nobody's got a scanner on. Yeah. These people are just, they're they're free earing it. Like meaning they have no nothing on. They're just out here drinking oh, yeah. beer, having and a good time. Because they probably didn't know they, they didn't do know anything about scanner. They probably right? can't hear anything today. Because <laughs> <They probably laughs> so. it was freaking loud. Yeah. But but like when you when you just look at that the whole thing, I'm telling you, it was amazing. But TV, um, you know, if, if the place was 80 percent full, the place where they were showing on TV was 40 percent full. Like they they just should have reconfigured that. But that is what it is. It was the atmosphere was as good as any racetrack I've seen since Dale Earnhardt Jr. would take the lead at Talladega with a sold out crowd. Yeah. If you if you go ahead and tell me that any clash at Daytona that we've run for the last God knows how many years was any better than what we saw yesterday, I will call you a liar. Like and, and we I talked about this with Regan Smith in the pits before the race was started. You know. The, the clash finally is in an event. 
Like it was an event all on its own now, as opposed to just being a small part of speed weeks where we went out there one day and ran 50 laps. Now this was its own event. And I don't want to sound like a crazy darf when I say this. Good luck. But when you look at the clash, when we run it at Daytona and we run it on the oval, a handful of guys get a lot of extra experience going into the Daytona 500 and going into the duels. And and you're at a disadvantage if you don't get to run any laps with that particular race car leading into the duels in the 500. I don't care how you look at it. Experience is still experience. Yesterday, even if you did not make the main, you still got to run over 75 laps around this racetrack. So you got to take back. TJ, unfortunately, didn't make the main. But guess what? They're able to evaluate their short track program, evaluate this new car, and learn things from it. Had we been in Daytona, and had he not qualified for the clash, or I not qualified, and I wouldn't have qualified with Justin Haley, um, then we would have been at a disadvantage. So I take this as a level playing field, and holy hell, I I mean, dude, that's a home run. If you didn't like that event, then get the off my Twitter. I'm okay. They're, they're, they're probably already, blocked they're already. already. <laughs> I'm okay with a clash at Daytona, no matter because to me, like whenever only if you if there's a, a way to earn yourself into it, like the clash used to be, but there's fit, not. I know, but I'm saying like if it was fit 15 car, all pole winners or stage winners or whatever it was, you know, to me that that's a benefit of hey, you want a stage like whatever the. But, but they, you still don't have a last chance qualifier to give a guy no. or two the way to race their way in. So you're still at a disadvantage on the competition I mean, side, I'm especially okay with having, a new car. I'm okay having the clash with all the red guys. I could keep a, arguing with you, and we'd both be wrong. What do you guys wow. think They're of gonna the, change. It's going to be whatever anyway. So. What do you guys think oh. of the format that they had with heat races? I, I don't know how else they could have done it any better, really. Um, you know, you qualified to earn your spot in a heat race, you, and then you had to race your way in, and and <laughs> – you had to be aggressive. Them concies were yeah. atrocious. I mean, honestly, it was kind of embarrassing to be part of it. But I mean, it's what it was. It was what you had to do, and I'm sure it we'll can't talk work. About it, but can't work in a points event. No. It can't work oh, in a full time regular season event. But it no. absolutely can work the way they did it. And and when I look at, I mean, man, even the All Star Weekend, like guys who win races deserve to be in. But we got to the point to where we just kept giving everybody. More and more and oh, more there was different ways requirements every to year. get in an all star race, and yeah. it was like, oh, we don't have enough cars. Let's let's make up a way to get Danica Patrick yeah. in, or let's make up a way to get this guy or gal in. Like, um, race your way in. Yeah, oh, you got top, you're epic. in top five. You got a top five. You're in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We talked about that on the show. Just the requirements for that just got kind of outrageous, really. But that, I don't I don't like sending people home though. I don't like. I, I don't. Bet like, you don't. Well, I'm just saying in general. I, that's too. That's a long way to go to. Yeah. But, to have I mean, a, you know, with a new car. Say you broke a transaction and qual. You know, in qualifying, just a random part failure. You're you're pretty. You're in trouble. You know, and I don't. I don't like sending people home. I don't know if, if maybe you can. I don't know. It's just I think my that's opinion. what we're talking. Like I think the like Brett brought up a good point that like even though you went home. You still ran a ton of laps. 75 laps of, of race competition and then probably yeah. another 100 of practice. You know, obviously, if you break something, that's kind of out of everybody's control. But it wasn't like you went out there, like ran the 20 lap open and then got turned around and had to go home. So you got you got track time. You got ample track time. Because I was thinking about it, like I was looking at the LCQ. I'm like, damn, this is 50 laps. And I'm like, well, I guess that makes sense. Like that gives everybody Let me ample ask you time this. on the racetrack. Do you think the heat races would have been better switching the laps, making the heat race 50 laps? Because that way you give guys that might not have had a good qualifying draw because the track got better as the sun was going down a little bit as well. You give 
you know the guys that might not as good of a qualifying draw time to make it up in the race with a with a with a poor draw. I think I think I mean I, and the last have, chance you, qualifier. It, it definitely would have helped them. And you're, I assume you're saying like flip them, like yeah, the have a fifty lap that, that way. Races. So uh, you know I you think have an easier chance to race away, and if you're supposed to be in the race, I think that if say like take Kurt for example. Um, I think you leave it the same because you run the heat race, you took 25 laps, you got a shitty draw, whatever. You drive up there, you, now you might not get to fourth where you needed to get to, but you did drive to fifth, and now you've got 50 laps to, to you know, you're, you're starting on the front row of your LCQ or whatever. You, you know, I think the 75 laps doesn't really matter as long as it's I think it, 75 I think laps. Looking at the last chance qualifier race, the way that one went, it took forever. I'm aware. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I was in yours. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, almost right. made, I almost made it in because all you idiots. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, I 50 lapses. I didn't see a lot of teams make it in that I thought didn't deserve it. And yeah. I didn't really see any teams that didn't deserve it. I mean, look, Ty Dillon definitely took out a few people. Um, few? He looked like he was driving on the I 10 or the 101 because they drive oh, like complete idiots in California. Um, they drive like they have spotters, uh, and, and, and they're all TJ and blocking like when he was at Logano. But I, I don't honestly like – Keselowski wasn't fast enough to make it yesterday. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not um, saying off right, of us. And, I'm just... and, 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 and shout out to, to what I'm about to say. Rick Ware Racing, they showed up. I don't know what Cody wears, but whatever he was wearing this weekend, it was working. Ryan Priest <laughs> made the freaking race, and Ryan Priest was faster than Keselowski – Pretty much all weekend. So, like, I can't look back at this and go, well, if we'd have done this heat race this way or this guy was more deserving. Like, I mean, other than Alex Bowman, and he, boy, he was in a pissing match. Um, like, I don't I don't see a lot of guys that I saw didn't deserve to make it. I mean, Freddie at one point was at the front of his heat, didn't have a lot of speed, fell back, ended up being the first guy not in, which gave him a good start for the last chance qualifier, which that ended up being a, a crazy powwow too. But, like, I mean, I don't know how you change this format to make it any better. I'm I just, love it. I'm just saying the only reason I say is because it gives the true guys with speed, no matter who it was, but more – But I think they all got in. Well, yeah, but they – but, like, in my – like, I don't think Kurt should have been – I mean, to me, he should have been in through the heat race. You know, it should have been long enough for him to come from the back of that. Yeah, but he wasn't good enough. In the he universe. wasn't good enough. I mean, he, he might he have was, got through there. He was he was a straightaway behind fourth. But a fifty lap last chance qualifier race when really they just beat each other. I mean, that doesn't need to be fifty laps yeah. in my opinion. I mean, it was I, ridiculous. I, I think I think I would be fine with it either way. If they flipped it and the heats were fifty and the last chance was twenty five, you need that seventy. You need one of them to be the long race enough. that's going to have more more carnage in it. Probably needs to be the short. But now one. you're talking about. A 200-lap heat race event. Dude, I would have ran 300 laps in the main event. I was enjoying it. 200-lap heat race event. But, I mean, you've already complaining of people complaining of this. Oh, heat races are too long. I mean, look, we can sit here and argue this all day, but it ain't going to matter. They're going to do what they want to do. So, it was a home run. Yep. So, on that note, I know they haven't announced where the clash is. Have you heard rumors of where the 2023 clash will be? I think we found out yeah, yesterday, probably. Right now. <laughs> you've obviously heard something. What'd you hear, Casey, since you're asking us? That means you've heard something. I've heard nothing. I, you guys are we, we're on the ground. We talked to me and Brett talked about it all weekend and I you know, it'd be interesting to see when we go back if the crowd's the same for one or if, if we take this to if we just follow the Super Bowl every year. I saw a headline through 24. Really, so yeah. I mean that's what, I mean it makes sense. I mean there'd be no reason not to go Did back. You see that? Yeah, I didn't see it either. I was looking. There'd be no reason not to go back there. It'd be just interesting to see if we got the same crowd, the same well, atmosphere. Yeah, what, what was interesting is like I know it had to do a lot with the Super Bowl. So if they follow the Super Bowl, I mean I think Bob said this on Twitter. This leaves a ton of opportunity for them to go to other venues that aren't speedways or 
like aren't so tracks in general. Next year, the Super Bowl is in Phoenix. You'd go to Arizona State, like these big Sun college stadiums. stadiums. You got You can't go. I, you cannot go. In my opinion, you cannot go to like an NFL stadium because of the construction. The fans are too much over the field, I think, and too close. You know, the idea of these football stadiums now is to get these people right on the field. Like, I think the Coliseum, the way these old stadiums are built, a lot of the old college football stadiums are kind of built with that slope where it just kind of runs straight back. You think like the big house. Yeah, you're saying we can run an all-star race at Michigan? In the big house, uh, yeah. I mean, that would be unbelievable. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I mean, we they showed that they can do this just about anywhere. That's yeah. that's one of the tighter stadiums. But you know, it. I I feel like the the, the Super Bowl never goes to like Columbus, Ohio. You yeah. know, like it's always a major city, and yeah. all these major cities are going to have big college football Miami. stadiums. You know, they're going to have places we can do this every year. Yeah, I don't think you got to limit it to football stadiums either no. i mean we're building some really yeah. big soccer complex hockey arena, we should do the hockey hockey arena. arena. <laughs> <laughs> me and hirschman were talking about it yesterday like i mean you can get really creative what i here, here's the here's the challenge right nascar fans are tough on on our sport you created something really awesome really cool and you nailed it and then if you keep doing it it's going to get stale like now you've kind of set this bar of we can do anything and they literally did i mean talk about moving a mountain they moved a mountain so it'd be interesting to see what happens i mean there's still Plenty of short tracks out. Irwindale's not too far from there Just, either. And you, that's a- you, you, you beat your chest that L.A. is your biggest market, right? And if that's the case, you're in L.A. You're right square smack dab in the middle of it. And I, I hope I they go back because I think I, they I, learned a lot from this see, race. Where, here's where I'm, I'm – uh, TJ, I think Irwindale is top five best short track in the country. You'll never get that atmosphere. No way you get the racing. The racing will be better there. When you say Coliseum, man, did you see like so? When you watch that video they played of all the historic stuff that happened there, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like I love Irwindale. I love the racetrack. I think that every race that I watch is amazing. I the the event would be half as not even half as good. It would be a a C for me today because the the, racing would be fine. The racing would be great, but you just wouldn't have that same. I don't care who you run out there. That that wouldn't have that effect. No. I agree. You, you, you watch the pre-race stuff, and it's John F. Kennedy uh-huh. uh, received the presidency here. Yeah. You know, Billy Graham had 130,000 people here. The Olympics from 32, the Olympics from 84. I mean, obviously, the you know Trojan football legacy. Like You just keep watching this, and you're like, man, this is yeah. why. And that's why I said this on the show. Like, that's why I wanted to go do that event. It was I, killer. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Before we head into spot on, spot off, let's hear more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPat. We got some big news, DBC fans. Our presenting sponsor, OfferPad, is back for another big season. Man, it is great to hear that, Brett. We love our friends at OfferPad, and we look forward to helping all of our fans sell their home again this season. OfferPad wants to buy your home, and they make it extremely simple. First, log on to OfferPad.com, tell them about your home, and then you'll receive an offer within 24 hours. That offer is free with no obligation to sell. So why not take less than five minutes, submit your home, and consider the cash offer that OfferPad was going to send your way. After you submit your home, go check out the homes for sale on OfferPad.com. They can help you buy your next home, too. We're headed to Daytona, and if you ever wanted to live closer to the world center of racing, OfferPad has markets in Florida. OfferPad has markets in Jacksonville, Orlando, and the Tampa areas. Those are some great places to live, and the weather's pretty nice down in old Florida, too. Sounds like my buddy Vaughn down there. If you live there and need to buy or sell your home, or if you only want to move there, do it with OfferPad. As always, when asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you and keep this show going. 
spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Oh, here we f***ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ... Um... Uh, uh, there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for Spot On, Spot Off. I don't know if I want to do this segment. <laughs> Solid job on the intro. Shut up, Casey. Thank you, Casey. Just kidding. Whatever. I'm just playing. Whatever. Were you, though? Yes, First topic. Kurt Busch wrecks out of the second last chance qualifying race after restart contact with teammate Bubba Wallace shuffled him out of the lead, followed by chain reaction contact when Ty Dillon shoved Austin Sindrick into the corner, up into the 23 and 45. Wow, that was a long Run one. Run on sentence. There's Good a lot that's Lord, to Freddy, describe there. Spot on, spot off. Let's, let's, let me, let me yeah. recap that for you, Freddie. All hell broke loose and you screwed your teammate. <laughs> yeah, spot that on, pretty spot much off. sums it up. Yeah. Unfortunately, we were not in control of our car when we screwed our teammate multiple times. Uh, so this is a special shout-out to Harry B. and Ty Dillon. Um, <laughs> we want to appreciate the two of them. Start-finish line, restart, Kurt's in front of us. Uh, we were second. We were first and second pretty much that whole that whole second concy or half of it, I guess. I Had don't it know figured out. And we were just kind of riding around there, and then every restart was getting a little more aggressive, a little more aggressive. And and that one, Harrison got on our bumper, shoved us through Kurt. Kurt went out in left field. He got shipped back to, I don't know, fourth or fifth. Then Harrison kind of moved us up the racetrack again. He got he got away, and we came back down the racetrack with no speed off a of four, really, and kind of just were trying to protect the bottom. But the two got underneath us, and Kurt went to the top because he had a run off a of four. And <laughs> Ty Dillon – I guess I don't know where he was going, but he just got on the two. Austin, Austin tweeted that he drove a tremendous race. That Ty did or Austin did? No, Austin tweeted that Ty deserved to be in the final because he drove an amazing race. Don't yeah. worry, we'll talk about this. So next. he he literally just drove us. Like he drove the two Are wide you spot open. Spot on or spot off? Or Good spot, lord! Spot off, obviously. Jesus! I mean, the poor boss is in the Holy infield. The, the poor boss man's in the infield for the first LCQ the just watching all his <laughs> get wrecked. Um, but the tweet says, oh, from Austin. Austin. I thought you were talking about Austin Sindrick. Oh, oh, Austin Dillon says, Ty Dillon has driven his tail off. I can't believe he I drove everybody's. Tail off. I know he that's did. exactly what he I was knocked their say. tail off. He knocked everybody's tail it's off. It's really easy to go into the corner and knock the hell I mean, out of somebody. Literally, I mean, him, him I mean, and him and Cindric were like they'd get to you and you'd have no shot. Like no. they just drive like through the corner, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But that's the type of race. But, the, yeah, but that's this, what they wanted, and that's yeah, what they got. Like once that and once that happened, it was it that he that race like so, a lot of the races were clean. And then, like, once all that They were down, all clean until that. It was, like, kill or be killed. Like, yeah. everybody, you the know. The only wreck to that point was Almirola. Yeah. The, and that was and just that like, a, like Todd just misjudged it. He just it. misjudged it, yeah. But, yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> I was. Just learning. I was, Give like. Give a break. Yeah, so we did, I mean, if you watch close <laughs> enough, we uh, definitely drove right over Kurt three times, but we got a little bit of help in the process. But, yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was Solid interesting. Start TJ, what there. do you think? Uh, I mean, spot off. You don't ever like to see. You don't ever want. If you're gonna wreck, you don't want to take your teammate with you, unless it's <laughs> Freddie. Because I enjoy that. Because <laughs> um, then we get to talk about it and stuff. But the spot off. Because I like uh, 
Kurt's, I mean, phenomenal race car driver, fun to watch race. And, uh, I mean, it's just it wrong spot, wrong time. I mean, yeah, twice. Yeah, the uh, the the trucks aligned behind him, the bumpers aligned behind him, and had it in for him. So I just I we we restarted and like just literally maybe one car length past start finish line. I was like, twenty one is going to shove you right through him. Oh yeah, like he was pushing already. I was like, this is not going to go the well. Thing, the fifth can place I, can I just bring up one thing? Freddie looks at me under one of these cautions, and Bubba is third in line on the bottom. And you remember what you said to me? Watch this. He says, watch yeah. this. We went green and holy <laughs> So for me personally, had I been in this heat, I would have been frustrated beyond belief. But I was not. I was spot on. I was sitting on the top row in tears, crying, laughing out of entertainment. <laughs> me and Coleman Presley, I mean, I felt like I was at Myrtle Beach at a go-kart track where they had we had 12 beers each and they had baby powder on the surface. Like This was the most entertaining thing I've seen us do in a long time. I was literally sitting here watching this thing going, if the promoter at Martinsville is not jumping all over this, he's crazy. Because if this is how we're going to race when we get there, holy cow. Like our comp meeting to start, you know, like we go in a meet, I had a meeting like before the race. I wish it was, I wish this show was after your post one. And you you know how, uh, like, you know, normally your comp meeting is like going over pitch strategy or going over whatever, you know, the the data that we're going to go over through the race. Ours was like, okay, so when you move a guy, try not to let him get right back in behind. Because <laughs> it's like it's a, a foregone conclusion that you're yeah. going to have to wreck somebody. And how are you going to do it? Like, okay, if you're running fifth on the, and you've seen the white flag, just dump the guy in fourth because the race is over and you're transferring. He won't. Like, it's the, the, the just the expectations going into the day. I learned a new was, move just by watching down the front stretch there. I learned how to block somebody into the wall, <laughs> turn him into the wall. I mean, that, that was kind of cool. No comment. <laughs> we'll talk about that, I'm sure. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, we touched on this a little bit. Ty Dillon penalized for jumping the restart with 18 laps to go in the second LCQ. Gets back to the lead and wins, but is again penalized for jumping the final restart, missing the main event. Brett, how do you feel? Well, I got to tell you this. He jumped the restart before the restart that he got penalized. <laughs> I know. So he already should have been black flag. What I could not figure out, Casey, is how the does this guy keep getting back on the front row? He, I mean, I said, but I, then I figured out how he just knocks everybody out of the yeah, way, and then he, he's back on the front row. Ty yes. Dillon deserves a bonus for how hard he drove in this race and the entertainment factor that he or brought how to hard it. The front bumper. The is. reality is, three times he beat the leader to the gas. So I don't yeah. know who. Well, no, twice he was the leader the third time. Oh, he was the leader the third time. But he took oh, off. yeah. Oh, well then he well then he beat the leader off. Or he was the leader the third time. But you know, he literally the first restart of that race when he was on the front row, I was literally looking at the guy beside of me going, "He should have been black flagged. He can't do that." The next time he did it, they they popped him, and then yeah, we all saw it. I so we were so yeah. I was I think the first time was me. No, maybe it was Kurt. We were right there though, for either first or second, or first or yeah. second in line on the bottom, and he was on the outside. First and I saw him outside. him lunge, and then mm-hmm. he kind of came back. But I was like, "That's a penalty!" Like he fired first, that's a penalty. But maybe yeah. if he gives it back, whatever. But then the second time he did it again, and I was like, "Jesus, how many times did they let this guy do this?" They black flagged him, and then we were the front row. We were the outside car, and I don't know how you guys do restarts, but I usually count like the leaders inside are ten away, or, yeah. ten away, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, when five you the out. mark, you yeah. know. Yeah. And when I said five away from the mark, he He's took gone, off, yeah. and I was like, "Okay, I guess we're going." <laughs> you know what? You know what sucked when they gave him the black flag, like he got dropped to the back or whatever. Damn, man, the first car he got to hit back out of the way was us. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what sucked for one of the guys when he got black flagged the first time, the official pointed at the wrong spotter in the spotter stand yeah. and told him to go to the back. 
it was the two car, and I guess I don't know if some it'll be forty two to the two, some kind they of they repeated it, but you never do it. On I would have never. I you would, don't do I, it on the first time. You don't. No, that's why ever. people, when you get a penalty, you wait for NASCAR to tell you two or three times before you do it to make sure. Because I've heard them call penalties and be like, "Take it back." Yeah. Was it the forty car? Forty percent of the time, they change something about the penalty, whether it be the car number or it gets waved off. Or, yeah, or whatever. Or they, or they change what severity the deliverable the is. Yeah. Yes, the severity. Like, yeah. I, I'm telling you, the the percentage from when they first announce it. To when they actually finish with their verdict, it changes a lot. And at a regular track, could be better, could be worse. At <laughs> yes. a regular track, you want to run it until the end because if the caution comes out, instead yeah. of your penalties now, the end of the longest line, instead of possibly going a lap down if you pit under green to serve your penalty. So they one time they I was spotting for Landon Castle, and we were at Martinsville, and they we got black flag for I don't know speeding on pit road or something, and. They were, no, it wasn't. It was, had to be something. I don't know. Maybe it was a green flag pit stop. But we were under green the whole time. And they posted 34. So I'm like, all right, we're going to run three laps. I'll let you know when they bring out the black flag yeah, with the white cross. White cross. You better come in. They never did. So it was like oh, nice. 40 laps. We're out there. And I'm like, and they like after the two or three laps, they never said it again. So I was like, just keep digging. And eventually I was like, we, are like, was, we weren't yeah. doing nothing. We were, I was like. They quit scoring your I was like 38 we, laps ago. I was like, we better just pit just in case. And so we the next week was the meeting. Uh, we were at Talladega, uh, so we had a, a spotter meeting. Yeah. And David Hoots was like, let me ask you a question. Why did you not pit? I was like, because you never stopped scoring my car. He's like, well, we expect you to help us out there. I said, I'm, I said, you ain't going to find nobody in this room that willingly pits. Yeah. You know, like, I'm until you put, make me pit, I'm not coming. If you pit under green at Martinsville, oh, you're probably two losing laps. two laps. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm, uh, for the question, Casey, I'll be, uh, Spot on because we all saw it and it was it's a it's a, it's a rule yeah you can't do it so well TJ this next one's for hey. you spot on spot off both Roush Fenwick Keselowski cars missed the main event before the race Brad Keselowski tweeted I'm ready to go fully recognizing some moments are going to suck and brave enough to believe we will succeed solid quote spot on spot off uh, I mean I'm spot off obviously you want to be in the race. But there, this is a this race is absolutely like nothing else we will run the entire year, and not even in Martinsville. The drive, like you don't drive it anywhere near what Martinsville is. There's nothing else we run. So if there's anything that is the positive, is you're not you're not missing out on. I don't think. I mean, it's you're not missing out on anything. I don't think data wise, whatever. Um, but I mean, it did suck. Obviously, it sucks not to be in it for sure. But, you know, if it, I would, um, I don't know. I mean, it's not ideal. It sucked. There's no way to really sugarcoat it. It sucked. But we'll go Ready? to the next one. I mean, we get to redeem ourselves here in a week and a half. So I think how his perspective of it, though, like, I mean, it's not going to be easy. You're no, this is not. Changing teams. Uh, yeah, this a is A new not, car. Um, I mean, Freddie's been through this a little bit to see what a, this is like a new company now. So it's, it's, you're, you're almost starting from ground zero um, you know, you gotta, you gotta build and, and, you know, that's the process is going on right now. So, um, I think we did learn a lot that from this weekend and, you know, it was good to go to the racetrack and do a kind of a dry run before you get to Daytona, you know, get there and tech and everything with the new car. So we kind of know what to expect when you get to Daytona, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it sucked, but there's some why did you know the tunnel still? It's it's just a product of, like TJ said, new teams, new car. Nobody knows what to expect. Some guys are going to hit it. Some guys are going to miss it. They missed it. Colleague nailed it. 
you know, uh, Rick yeah. Ware was was if anybody has benefited from this new car, it's Rick Ware because they literally had the three or four slowest race cars at the racetrack last year. And yesterday, I watched Cody Ware run down AJ Allmendinger for the last transfer spot in the in the second or the first LCQ. Uh, I watched Ryan Priest win the second LCQ, you know, and and have speed all weekend. I looked at the first practice went out, or you know, the first group of three went out, and I looked at Brett and said, uh, just so you know, Priest is third right now, and Cody Ware is like eighth or ninth or something like that. I'm like, tell me this car didn't level the playing field for those guys. But you just see college racing. You know, I don't think anybody's expected them to go out there and and just have Justin win a heat race and and run up top five all day. Uh, you know, so it's just so, you know you go there with something you think's going to work, and sometimes it don't work. Obviously, it wasn't like Brad was any good, and then Chris wasn't good. They were both kind of off, so it's just something that they missed somewhere. And and like TJ said, we're not going to we're, we won't be back at a quarter mile for a while. So uh, you know it's something you just write off and go through the motions. A lot of stuff yesterday was just about communication. Like we're Jason Jarrett was spotting for Kurt, and a lot of it was just about you know how are we going to call the choose cone today you know like getting that communication stuff yeah. down and the communication that's, that's with what you not the rust off like we've yeah. got a there's a lot of we've got a lot of really good people to start yeah man. so I mean, mccall super smart too so we'll it figure is. it out here's what i'm spot off for i think brad knew it was going to suck i think that's why he tweeted this and i mean and good news for him is it says some moments are going to suck it doesn't say they're all going to suck but i think he for whatever reason i think he knew this was going to be a challenge this particular weekend and it was i mean he he i mean he outran B.J. McLeod, but I don't think he would have outrun many other guys out there. And, I mean, if you take college racing, Freddie brought this up, Justin Haley against Chris Buescher, who would you have picked to finish higher yesterday? Uh, A.J. Amendinger against Brad Keselowski, who would you have picked to finish higher? Uh, neither one of the, the Roush, Fenway, Keselowski guys even made it to the final. I was shocked by that because I know how good of a race car driver Brad Keselowski is. He's one of the most talented in the field. So to see him – have to embrace potentially sucking before even getting there. Um, very mature, but also, ugh, that's that's got to be tough to swallow. It's I not just, fun. I just can't imagine the, like, stress he has between being a team owner, a driver, having a new car, you have sponsors hey, to hey, deal with, here, you have a, you're right. a whole team that is essentially new or changing. Like, you have to give him props. Roush like, has always been very divided on the business side and the competition side. And they didn't, and maybe it's different now that Brad's over there, but they didn't run those as one business unit. It was run as marketing and sales, which obviously has a lot of different facets, and competition, right? So now you have to wonder what they're going to do. Because at the end of the day, performance in this business comes down to two things, people and resources. I have to think that Roush Racing has the resources, because we've all got access to about the same stuff in terms of what we can buy. And I don't mean literally buy like a lug nut. I mean like buy the things that make you go fast. So then it comes down to people. So I think if you continue to see these guys not have speed, you see people changes. And I don't think it takes long because we got a brand new car. It shows up quick. Colleague Racing is a brand new cup team. They ran seven races last year, right? They leased everything out from RCR. This year, they're their own deal, standing on their own two feet. They're going to have, for sure, some moments that suck, for sure, some growing pains. But I don't think that, that we expect Brad Keselowski to struggle for six, seven, eight weeks and not see major changes over there. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, like he said, though, there's going to be there's going to be weeks that are growing pains, you know, but there's also going to be weeks, I think, that, okay, we are making progress and we got stuff to build off of. So you just got to – Brad Keselowski – 
has a good chance as anybody to go win the Daytona 500. I hope. I mean, so so does so does the rest of us to some degree. But when you leave there and you get to Fontana, you're gonna find out real fast who's got fast cars at these oh, big yeah. tracks. Real season starts. After I mean, Daytona. Now, Freddie just talked about Rick Ware, how slow they were last year. Guess who else was real slow last year? That a charter team. BJ McLeod. What was he yesterday? Real slow. Yeah. He's going to get lapped in a and freaking 25-lap heat race. I think that, you know, at the same time, I think a guy, and I think BJ might have said this somewhere, he he doesn't he couldn't race yesterday just for the fact of he doesn't have the parts and pieces to, to you know, do what he needed to do for the, the season. But so, Rick Ware does. Yeah. Oh, 100%. But so I'm just somebody saying. Somebody didn't do their job. I'm just saying, like, that he put out there yesterday that he really essentially wasn't racing yesterday. Like, he just couldn't put couldn't do it. So yeah. I hope Rick Ware continues to do what they're doing because that's what I want to see the small teams, the underfunded teams do. Yeah, 100%. This is, a, this is the opportunity. This is it. That was the most expensive race NASCAR has probably ever run for the teams yesterday because you can't imagine the amount of inventory that was obsolete last year, coming out of last year, uh, which they did make some changes there and some, some considerations to make some of that stuff work for us. But, I mean, that, that car – is brand new for everybody. Your upfront starting capital to produce that brand new car, top to bottom, is very expensive. And Rick Ware made a huge statement by coming out competitive as they were. Sure. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. Moving on, spot on, spot off. The debut of the next-gen car when under the first caution of the main event, Denny Hamlin's power steering, Chase Briscoe, (laughs) Denny Hamlin's power steering, Chase Briscoe's transmission, and leader Tyler Reddick's drive shaft all broke. Shaft. (laughs) It's like oh, a lot of words, okay? Drive Big word. shaft. Drive the shaft. And that Drive is why shaft. I'm not a mechanic. So, spot off, obviously. Um, two of these deals, the Reddick and, and Briscoe, were actually the same thing. Um, they both had the same problem. It was kind of caused by driver error. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's it's – just unfamiliarity with unfamiliar unfamiliarity. Nope. No one oh, really? I, I didn't say <laughs> they did. Um, <laughs> uh, so these guys just don't know what they can do with these cars, and it sounded. And I think Kurt had a similar issue with uh, Charlotte Test, but you know, law, I noticed the first practice we rolled out there for Reddick was doing very aggressive launches to try to get heat and rear tires as we rolled around the racetrack, and I had not seen. I actually t- text Chase this morning to see what happened to them. And he told me the same thing as Reddick. Essentially, he's just, you know, shifting at the wrong time with, the, you know, and, and broke the drive shaft. But they were the coming out set. of neutral when they did it. Yeah. 
So, so there, like that's what he said. He was clutching it, and like you would, you know, cause you know, riding around saving save fuel, fuel. Why yeah. would you save fuel? Not out save there. fuel. Keep you were trying to keep your engine clear, uh, cool. Yeah, there was a lot of engine, a lot yeah, of issues heat. with engine heat yesterday. Yeah. So they're just shutting it off, trying to sit, you know, keep the temps down. But um, yeah, so same thing. Just trying to come from neutral to, and then doing hard launches. They broke their the prop shaft that goes to the transaxle, but. Uh, I don't know what happened to Denny. They were confused by that. They just said they had a big power steering issue. They came in and the the power steering belt was gone, so they don't know what happened there. So that was something car related versus you know maybe a driver error. But you know it's just well, I mean what a heartbreaker for Reddick. I mean I thought yeah. that he was the best car all weekend. He was uh, he was a missile. I had texted him after qualifying and just said good job, you know, and and he said man. He said, my car, he said, I thought I screwed my lap up so bad I can't believe it was that fast. He said, I'm going to be a bullet tomorrow. Um, so, like, to just to see that, and, and, and he had the race kind of in control, and then that just happens under restart while we're just rolling around there. So, heartbreaker for him. I think he's going to have a stellar year, so I'm sure he'll bounce back. Same with Briscoe. Obviously, Danny's great. Um, but, yeah, just a lot of the issues. Obviously, a lot of people are, oh, look at these cars are breaking already, but a lot of it was caused by the driver. I am spot off because this restart turned into a complete cluster because both those guys had already chose their lanes and we were coming back to the green when they both broke and I would have liked to have an opportunity to reach pick where I was going to start and I got the short end of the stick on that restart and and I don't know if NASCAR gives two flying if these lineups are a cluster after that kind of thing happens um but but all too often we have people pick and then after start finish, they decide either A, they don't want to double up, or B, they have a problem, and it's to everybody else's detriment that's behind them. So I am not a fan of when that happens with this choose cone deal that it screws anybody. And I wonder I mean, if there's I mean, a rule. Like Bob, just Bob, Bob text us when you get this. Um, is there is there a rule for that? You know what I mean? Or are they are they just winging it? Like I think they're winging it. I mean, me and TJ talked about it Phoenix two three years ago on a call um, with this loop data crap, and it just so happened that particular day uh, I was not ahead of him uh, at the time of caution alleged, allegedly. And he come down there and he's like, "Why?" He's screaming. I said, "TJ, we just talked about this on the podcast. Oh, I just got God. screwed on this same thing." He's like, "Well, that ain't right." I said, "No, it's not right, but it's what they do." So, like, I think when you look at this, it just Let's figure out when this happens, what are we going to do so that A, spotters know, B, drivers know. Because Haley's just as upset as I am, if not more upset. Because yeah. we would have made a different decision had we known. And at the time, the 14 was the fastest car in the race. He was absolutely flying. He, him and the 8 were going to have a good race. Yes, it was going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but to the point of the parts, look, um, we're all learning these things. They're going to happen. Uh, this was They found the weak link in the system. And these transaxles are $40,000 a piece. I promise you, we don't want to go around popping these things. Um, and, I mean, most teams have probably five hundred to $700,000, you know, per car tied up in these things. 350000 to 500000 per car tied up in these parts. So um, we need these things to be durable. We need them to last. TJ? I mean, I'm spot off. I don't like to see, you know, things happen like that. But I do like – the randomness, you know, it was kind of driver inflicted, but like Freddie was right that we don't know about, we don't know they're that vulnerable until they start breaking. Nobody knows until they break. So it's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be other parts and, and things on the car that we're going to have to, this is a new car. We're going to have to learn it. Is Let me tell you something about this new car, by the way. I'm sorry. I'll get back. Well, I was just going to say it thoughts overall on the car in general. The only thing that I took away from yesterday's race about this new car that I thought, not the only thing that was a positive, but one of the biggest positives I took away from that race yesterday was 
we beat the ever-loving hell out of each other, door to door, bumper to bumper. And I don't, I don't. Did you see any tire rubs yesterday? I yeah. didn't see one tire rub. I didn't see one guy get a flat because they rub wheels with somebody. I mean that that bodes well for the future, especially yesterday because we were literally beating the shit out of each other, and and never had an issue all day long across I, I, all the I races. I took three things away. Number one, you can slide your left front tire every oh. single lap like Bubba Wallace did for 50 feet Priest. for for 150 laps, yeah. and it still won't flat spot and blow out. I know You why. can just keep on racing. And, and there were a lot of them, but yeah. Bubba, Bubba in my hands, I mean, he would just hit that left front. He'd carry it all the way down to the corner, and I literally saw his left front not even moving on exit when he was on the gas pedal. So the left front tires, wholly durable. Front bumper, rear bumper, beat the living piss out of each other and not mess the cars up. There are some concerns moving forward when we get to these faster tracks. Oh yeah. When We're the going right slow front too, though. when the right front hits the wall and some of those aluminum pieces that are up in under there, are they going to break these uppers and lowers and cram it back into the clips and all this stuff? Um, are they going to be durable? I don't know the answer to that, but for a short track, and this was a short track. This is as short as you're ever going to get for NASCAR. Holy durable. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Spot on, spot off, Kyle Larson's move on Justin Haley that sent Haley into the inside wall after he bumped Larson up the track in the previous corner. I'm going to go to the bathroom. This will be a while. Yep. <laughs> Brett. What an idiot. Which one? So, huge restart. <laughs> Obviously, a lot's on the line. We have an opportunity to get down. It's a small hole. We get down. You anticipate getting hit in the ass. We did. Well, when we got hit in the ass, we hit Kyle in the ass. And Kyle threw a temper tantrum and wrecked us. Uh, pretty simple. I was very surprised that literally the guy who just won a championship did that. Um, I'm still surprised. Did you I say think, it again? I think. Did you say it again? What? That's a real act of a champion. Did you get to say that again? No, because I think I just <laughs> called it a punk ass chicken. <laughs> move. I, you were yelling. Um, <laughs> is what I called it. But. I mean, having watched those races play out, I think you have to understand how that accordion effect thing is going to work. And unfortunately, you know, we caught the bitter end of it, and, and Kyle lost his temper, and he wrecked us. So, uh, I don't know. I'm not Justin Haley. I can't tell you what Justin Haley's going to do. But I think that, the, like, the big takeaway for me, then this was just – this was just, Kyle wrecked the wrong guy. Yeah, Byron shoved Haley into Kyle, and Kyle retaliated on Haley. Um, but like, here's, here's the thing that I would ask in this situation is like, does Larson do this? If that's nope. anybody else, it's a new guy up front and they don't like when new guys yeah. get up front. That's what I, that's where I like, Justin's going to have to take a couple lumps like this, unfortunately to earn some of the respect, but he took a big step in that direction yesterday. I think just by running up there all day and kind of, and minding his own business, not really being involved until he got shoved into somebody. But, like, you're going to have to – like, this is a this is an unfortunate deal. And now what they're what a lot of these guys are going to be looking for is how Justin responds to this. And if he just goes about racing Kyle and moving over, get out of Kyle's way, everybody's going to know that they can take advantage of Justin. He's got to stand up for himself. Next opportunity, don't roll over for these guys because if, if you want to get respect, that's the only way you're going to do it. TJ. I didn't like to see him get wrecked. I thought that was uh... – Little aggressive, but I'm not. I'm not 100 sure that Larson meant to turn him into the inside wall. I think he was trying to chop him, but I don't know. I don't think he meant to destroy him. But yeah, he did. He it happened. Him. You can't take it back. So now, uh, like like Freddie said, it's now we see what happens. Tony Stewart, Carl Edwards, Ricky Rudd, Matt Kenseth. What would they have done? They won't put up with that. 
Yeah, that's how they had their reputation of you don't mess with me. Dale Earnhardt, you put what up what year are we mess. talking about? Like ten years ago? Doesn't they, matter. Probably fighting. They, they ran their <laughs> yeah, they ran their careers. I mean, and I could go through a long list of guys that race way too nice. Johnny Benson comes to mind, who was a very talented guy, but raced way too nice. Got I saw him get taken advantage of more than any other guy on the racetrack. If you're going to be that guy, if you don't have that killer mentality, you won't make it. Here. And you know, like you know those guys. Like that's part of our job. Like I've said many times to Bubba or whoever. Like you can crowd this guy, he's gonna give you room. Like he's gonna back out. He's like you can force this guy to to slow down for you, or you know, or give you the spot. You know, you, you know those guys that are out there that you can take advantage of. There are ways to race with respect and still get your point across without making it a full blown war. And I don't know. You I mean, you looked at it. Be. You look look at you know that deal at Watkins Gun a few years ago. You know, Kyle dumped us, and Bubba come around and 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 turned him right back. Like if if you if you have to stand up and say that, listen, I'm not going to let you push me around. And if this is what you want to do, that's fine. And I will wreck you as soon as I see you again. Like, and hopefully you think that the next time they're behind you, they'll think twice about shipping you. So yeah, it is what it is. And, and that's all Justin's got to do now moving forward is, I mean, and he doesn't have to go out and obviously not Daytona. You're not gonna do this or, you know, wherever, but it, I don't, I don't need him to go out there and wreck Kyle Larson the next time he sees him, but don't move over for him. You know, you crowd him, make his life a little bit difficult the next time he's trying to pass you. This sport is so much about momentum. I mean, we just watched the freaking football football game where the Chiefs screwed up the whole second half because they screwed up the last play in the end of the first half. Like you you're uh, coming you you've come out of this with <laughs> a third place qualifying run. You sat on the pole for your heat, you won your heat, you're running top three, top five all day with these guys. That's a momentum loser. Now Justin sat on a plane, had an awesome attitude about it. I would much rather have done that than to run around twentieth all day in the back. Well of course you would have, right? But at the end of the day, now your reputation's on the line because you're new here. You've been in the Cup Series before, never in a competitive situation. Now they're going to challenge you. Now you're going to see what you're made of because these guys are piranhas. You're in a sea of piranhas. He alluded to it in the in his interview too after the Field Care Center. He he did mention the fact that he's a rookie, like he needs to prove himself. Yeah. So, props. Kyle Busch doesn't move Joey Logano out of the way for the win in the closing laps. TJ. Spot off. <laughs> That's uh. why I picked you. <laughs> I think he would have, but he he couldn't. Uh, he caught him. He got close, and then just couldn't. I don't think he could get close enough to really take that shot I, at I him. I think I think it was like short track racing one on one. I think at the time, I think he caught him. I think he thought he was better, and you don't like short track racing one on one. Is if you're going to move a guy, you don't want to do it with three or four to go and give yeah. him the opportunity to move you right back. Yeah. You're going to want to wait. And I think he realized, you know, okay, I don't need to move him right away. And then as soon as he realized, you know, I'm, I'm going to wait a minute. All of a sudden, he just faded yeah. those last three or four laps, and, and Joey drove back away. But, yeah, you don't ever want to move. Like, if, if you're a short track racer out there, don't punt the guy with five to go and let him get right back by. Look, I mean, you could punt him if you can't catch you again, but yeah. you got to get rid of him pretty good. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, uh, Joey's one of the ones. It's probably – he would have probably got a turn pretty quick and come back after him. Yeah. And Here's my question. Million-dollar question. Y'all ready for this one? Did you text Joey Logano congratulations? I did not. Uh, I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> no, because he was there, mad. He was still uh, sitting on the plane so long, waiting for Victor Lane to end. <laughs> waiting for Coleman and Spotter to get, get to the plane. Um, they're having. I think he's having a baby today. Today, too. Yeah. yeah. Joey. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least text him after that. I will. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. 
I can't uh, tell whose face is more red right now. I'm, red or I'm so tickled. They are both I'll tell you, Let me tell you who's Do got you the reddest. Do you believe in sunscreen? There, let me tell you who's got the reddest face on the planet today is Joe Campbell, uh, spotter for Chase Briscoe. He had this red Mahindra shirt on yesterday, and his face was the same color as the shirt. Uh, like, did you see him at all yesterday? I saw him, yeah. He was cooked. And this was like before the race even started, so I don't know I mean, how you look been. like you have cat eyes with your like your eyes are all white, and then everything else is just red. I don't know why that would be. People my, underestimate. I wasn't wearing sunglasses. How <laughs> hot it gets. Bright ass light on us. You don't have that. Yeah, that's what the problem was. Yours is up in the that air. and that sun. It was hot. It, it was, was hot. hot. I, Brett looked at me at one time. He goes, "This is the hottest it's ever. Seventy degrees has ever been." <laughs> no, it was. It was, a, it was like it was above eighty. It, it, especially where we were in the sun, bacon right there. Bacon. Oh. It's fifteen degrees cooler in the shade on the other side of where I watched the race from. Yeah. Oh. Me, your jacket. We're, we were on. We we were unfortunately on the visitor sideline. Yeah, that's what that's what I saw. I mean, we're on the visitors. <laughs> Brett, what? <laughs> I've already asked TJ my question as it pertains to that. Just go to the next one. We're oh, all, fine. We all want a cow to move him. Spot on, spot off. Steve O'Donnell says it's unlikely we'll see a points race with an event like the Clash on a shorter track with a smaller field. Ready. Oh, yeah, uh, spot on. <laughs> you, that cannot be a point race. Um, there's not. just too many variables. Uh, you know, you can't – You we saw it all day yesterday. You could get wrecked by the guy three rows behind you, or, you know, um, you could get junked for something that you didn't even do. Um, so, you, the, you know, each – race of the of the regular season carries so much weight for the whole season that you'd hate to see something like that happen where where you know Justin Haley gets wrecked because somebody shoved him into Kyle Larson and now he misses the chase by 10 points because he gave up 30 in one race over something that he had nothing to do with um so you know it, you can't I mean event wise it was amazing but you yeah you can't make that a points race I, I thought Steve O'Donnell quit Twitter uh well for a little bit Oh, that's good. He's back. Yeah. Welcome back, Steve. Is we he blocked too? No, we someone you. tweeted that. Oh, someone you said tweeted Steve his. O'Donnell says. Oh. He did in a press conference, oh. and someone tweeted that. Okay. Well, is he back on Twitter or not back no, on Twitter? I don't think so. I don't think so. He gone. Um, Still gone. So I'm going to say this. I just saw something that was unbelievable happen. So if we need more short tracks, and we have the ability to run more short tracks, why don't we take – and run one short track a year and pick it, you know, obviously with some strategy to it. Like, there's so many awesome short tracks in America. If we can build one from the ground up, I know good and damn well we can make Irwindale raceable, we can make Hickory raceable, we can make some of these other ones raceable, and make it a freaking points event. Like, I, I get this can't be one. But if, if if it was awesome. Like, I think the racing – this car proved to me yesterday it can put on a good short track race. Now, to me, that means Martinsville – and Bristol and what we saw. I don't know that that means Phoenix and Richmond. No. Because they're not Phoenix short tracks. Short Phoenix track. isn't a short track. I mean, they call Richmond a short track, but, man, it races fast. It's on the edge. It's on the edge of not being a true short track anymore. But South Boston would be nice. Yeah, I mean, we just don't have any short track dates. We've got three on the schedule the rest yeah. of the you're, year. You're you got skipping one, you over got, to the next one. you got two Martinsville and one Bristol. Mm. Sorry. Go ahead. Rude. Okay. Spot on, spot off. Dale Jr. tweeted, wonder if this is what actually ushers in the long-awaited short track revival. Brett, you've already covered it. Yeah, so. Jason, just hit rewind. When, yeah. Jason, when, Jason, when Jason sent this, I read the word usher, and I thought he was talking about the ushers at the stadium, so I quit reading the thing. That's, my, that's when my ADD kicks in, Jason. Oh, Sorry. I was like, why are we talking about ushers? 
What an idiot. He was going to perform, but we canceled him. Oh, I like Dale's Usher. using big words like uh, Brett used the big word on Twitter, and Dale was confused by it over the All weekend. these fan surveys they keep sending out keep saying we want more short tracks, and we don't give it to Here, them. Here's where I get – here's we, – we have a tendency to find something that works and ruin it. <laughs> and, and better. You know, a couple years ago, it was these these road course races are amazing. So instead of just going from two to three or four, we went from two to seven. And it's like, okay, this is a little bit much now. That's because um, Lewis Hamilton's coming. <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh, that would be amazing. Um, but, you know, I, listen, I personally would love to see 36 races like we saw yesterday, or, you know, maybe a truer short track where they're not running each other over all day. But. I'm a short track fan, so I would love to see every race at the short track. But there's, I'm sure, half the crowd out there that likes to see them run down the straightaway at California running 200 mile an hour. That would like to see that too. So 170. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. what we used to last time we went down the straightaway, California was pretty good. Um, but you know, I I don't want them to say, okay, yeah, we need more short tracks and run a hundred of them. You know, uh, I think that ideally, I want to just see like one new event every year, like one something different. You know, we saw last this. Uh, we saw this weekend how that place was wild. You know, we saw last year Bristol Dirt was a different atmosphere than what Bristol's been in the past. You know, go like find ways to go to these new venues, whether it's in a stadium or an arena or a street course. They're talking about going to maybe soon. Uh, hell, I mean, let's have a figure eight race. I mean, something. Just let's do something new. I was just kidding about figure eight racing, <laughs> but. Uh, like, let's just, every year, like, figure it out. Like Brett said, if even it's just, all right, we're going to have a rotating short track every year, you know, and it's going to be, there's going to be one short track point race, and it's going to be at Irwindale, or it's going to be South Boston, or it's going to be Pensacola, wherever, Stafford Speedway. You know, it's going to it's gonna be one point race, and it, it, if when we have a new event, the people flock to it at least once, and then it kind of tapers off. So let's just keep doing that once a year, have one new event that we can really let the people get behind but i don't want to just say yeah well let's usher in 12 more short tracks and and change half the schedule again but i would love it but i don't know if everybody else would tj i definitely like more short tracks i definitely and I, when i say short track i don't mean the coliseum yeah no. i mean I half mean miles a true short fine, track. you know I mean, if you say we're going to go run hakery i'm going to say fine if you tell me we're going to go run south boston i'm going to say that's awesome let's go so more short tracks like that i definitely think would be a positive. Yeah, I mean, there's so many short tracks that you can go to, and they're all different. You know, like Stafford Motor Speedway's a flat, flat half mile. You can go to damn Salem, Indiana, and it's banked higher than Daytona, it seems like, and they run around the top of that place since a half mile. Yeah, I mean, Jason Jarrett won there, Arca race. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, teammate, but me and Jason Jarrett, we almost had a hell of a wreck yesterday. Tell, tell, this, tell this story. <laughs> oh, boy. So we leave out of the racetrack, and you couldn't go left like we needed to go. So we had to go right and go down a couple blocks and and make a left. So we're coming up Slauson Avenue, which was not the greatest part of town. And <laughs> it was it was sketchy, to say the least. But it was fine. We're driving. But anyway, we stopped at a red light just before the highway. And I see a car go th- uh, like a expedition. I think expedition, excursion, something. Older one, like mid-90s maybe. Goes through the traffic light. We are in the right lane. There's a two lane, four lane highway. So two lanes going each way, and we're in the right lane. There's a car next to us, and then there's two lanes on the other side going the other way. The guy makes a left, and I just see the car hit a curb, jump up in the air, mm. and then I look, and it's coming straight at us with no driver. And what I'm the? like, I said, Jason, look out! And 
like he moved up a little bit. It didn't matter. But this car just missed us, probably running 30, 40 mile an hour, and hit the guy behind us and destroyed his car. Oh. Like, and I looked. I don't know where the guy went, where what happened. There was no driver in the car. I mean, he maybe he was on the ground somewhere in there. Did he have a 42 on? But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was like, like, I was dumbfounded for the rest of the 30 minute drive to the airport. I'm like, could you imagine? If our day, Jason's already had a bad day. He got wrecked seventy-five times in the cl- in the concy. My day was awful. Bubba locked the brakes up every corner. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Yeah, we just got hit by this car with no driver. I was like, I was like, <laughs> so what? What the do you do at that? Just point? happened. Like, like I mean, I felt bad. The guy's car behind us was destroyed. The only thing that could have made that story better is it had been a white if, Bronco. If it was, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you were gonna say if it hit us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could like I was dumb like me, Jason. Poor Jason, you know he's he was like, just what what just happened? Because like he's just sitting there looking at the light, and I'm like, Jason, look out! And he finally looks out the window, and he's like, Oh, there's this excursion coming at us! Why, with nobody driving it? I'm like, who, who life in California, out? man. I don't know if the guy bailed out. If he, I don't know what happened, but I mean, the only the only way it, to get it that fast and then it would be to bail. I mean, it's not going to go forty mile hour by itself. I was I it's a new self driving 1985 expedition. <laughs> you heard about that one? Well, I'm saying he might have been in there, but like slumped over or something. But I, got, but I couldn't. There, when his car was coming at us, there was nobody behind the wheel, and I'm like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" Interesting. Oh, uh, mm. last one. Spot on, spot off. Rodney Childers tweeted that the team will only bring one car to Daytona because we can't get parts to build the backup car. TJ. Uh, spot off. That's not a good um, scenario to be in, and I don't think uh, there's a lot of teams that are struggling for parts we we kind of had some concerns about if you weren't in a good transfer spot to do you go into a little bit of a okay you're not going to make it in let's not knock all these fenders off for no reason um there there was talks like that because i don't think anybody has a ton of cars i heard multiple teams saying that they were they were just there to race and make sure their car came about i mean i had pieces on my car yesterday that are going on my daytona 500 primary car yeah, and that's I think you're I think that's what a lot of people are in that position. That Stuart Haas has been very vocal about this for uh, for a while because they skipped the Daytona test too, right? Mm-hmm. Because they didn't want a chance tearing I, up a car. Yeah, I mean, I would be willing to bet. I don't know this for sure. I know of a few teams, but I'd be willing to bet there's not a multi-car team that has a backup car for every one of their cars. You know what no. I mean? Like you don't. I'm, no, I, I'm oh, sure we, you're not going with two backup cars. If you're in contention for the win, then it's a different thing. Go for it. But if you're not, I mean, there it doesn't make any sense to knock. I'm just saying, like even when we get to Daytona, I doubt that they're like yeah, Stewart Haas ain't gonna have four backup cars. And yeah, I doubt. I yeah. don't think 2311 is gonna have not. two of them. You know, I don't know any of the major teams that are gonna have enough backup cars that if they wipe out their whole fleet, they could just all get backup cars. And I hate yeah. to say this, but we could wipe out a fleet easily. That's and I think that you the know, duels. I mean, the duels are. I don't, I don't. I don't think we see a lot of you know pack racing. I think we may see some yeah. single file alignment to go out there and check speeds and whatnot. But I don't see a lot of pack racing that. and practicing. I, I think we some, only see the duels in the five hundred. Yeah, I think you see uh, some manufacturers get their guys together. Okay, let's just go out there. Yeah, you lead for two, three laps. Switch it over. Let somebody else lead. Maybe make some conservative moves, but nothing like so. Like crazy. NASCAR picked the vendors to supply all of these parts. So, for example, RCR is building all the lug nuts, right? Uh, Barney Visser is building a lot of the suspension parts, right? And I'm hearing 
those kind of things are now more readily available. I think where the struggle is is like with the body parts, yeah. um, the five star. And what it's doing is it's not only putting us behind in the Cup Series. That same vendor supplies the Xfinity Series bodies. So now the Xfinity Series bodies are also hard to get. So what what we saw early on, and if my source is correct, is that. The distribution was even. In other words, if we had 40 people needing something, they made 40, they gave them out. Well, now they're going off of points. Well, if that's the case, now those slower, uh, lower-budget teams and smaller teams like Collie Racing, like Rick Ware, we just talked about how impressive they were out west. Well, if they're not getting the same opportunity to get the same parts as everybody else in the front, well, they're going to be in trouble. Right, So from a pure inventory management perspective, if NASCAR handpicked these vendors, NASCAR's got to be very careful that the distribution's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Daytona is going to look a lot different than Daytona has in the past. I think that – I think practice is going to look different. I think the races are going to look different. I mean – Thin. I, you know, it's going to be – got to remember, like when we ran Daytona 500 last year, if you went out there and destroyed your race car, you had – Whatever, two months two to three fix more. it to yeah. for, go to Talladega. You're bringing this thing to the West Coast. I don't know where you're running it, whether it's Vegas, California, Phoenix, but you, it, you need it in a week and a half to, to go to the West Coast again. So, you know, whether that – there's two things I think play into this Daytona 500 that is going to be interesting to see. How much will, guys are willing to get in that pack and risk destroying a race car that they might need in a couple weeks. And, listen, NASCAR has done a lot. In, you know whether it's behind the scenes or not to alleviate the concerns of these drivers about how safe this car is. But with that being said, I don't think anybody wants to be the first one to really find out. You know, and I, I think that the, the level of aggression we've seen some guys are willing to be aggressive at these tests. They're they're pushing and doing what they want. And NASCAR announced the rule that they're not going to have announced that they're not going to have a rule about pushing. So I mean, it can get very aggressive out there. But I think you're going to see a lot of guys maybe. Ease back on the aggression level, just for the fact that they don't they don't want to be the first guy that wrecks this thing and and risks something happening. Well, let me ask you this though: Didn't I see a rule that NASCAR has said they don't care where you get your backup car from? I don't know. Like if I if colleague runs out of cars, they can go to RCR. If RCR runs out, they can go to oh. Ralph's. Like I mean, I saw some weird well, thing if saying the car, if the car is certified. Yeah, I mean, if the car is certified, it like, shouldn't matter. Are you saying if in Daytona they run into an issue and one team has a spare part? I, I don't want to talk need? about stuff I don't know what I'm talking about on here because I do I mean, that that's enough. First, but when I don't know what I'm talking about, I'll admit it. And like I just heard something along the lines of. We're not limiting where you get your backup cars from. Yeah. So, in other words, if Stuart Haas doesn't wreck any cars and another four Front team, row or somebody. Uh, yeah, wrecks, you know, a couple of them, they can go to them and be like. And well, what's going to happen if we say, hey, we ain't got enough? You just don't start. You just screw your sponsors. Out. You're out. Yeah. Just, wow. Right? I mean, what Uncharted territory. I mean, it is a risk for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that that's why it's just going to race a lot different than we have in the past yeah. because you, you literally need this car. In two weeks, you don't have. Like, what are they? Are they? Have you they, don't have enough cars to. To it's not like we have five primary cars ready to go for the next four or five. Have races. they provided any like background on you know timing, such as like the West Coast? A lot of these guys stay out there for or have haulers meet halfway. Like if the, those cars would be ready, they're after not coming Daytona. home. Right. I heard. What did I hear the other day? Some like uh, Xfinity series. They're gonna make you. You have to run the same car. I think at Vegas and Fontana. So you, 
I mean, assume assume a lot of guys are just stay out there and work on the car now. Yeah. But you like I I I really don't understand what that does. I guess just is it because the same manufacturer? Well, Well, it's definitely saving because a lot of teams send cars out there on trailers. Don't let the big truck come back. I have to. I think it was Herm told me that the other day, and I have to. I haven't looked into it any since, but. Uh, We're just making up shit as we go. Everybody just bear with us. Mm. No, I think uh, I think <laughs> this is I how think rumors one, get started. I think that one was pretty accurate. We're excited to announce that our friends at RacingUSA.com, Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise, is sponsoring our podcast again this year. All last year, we told you about the automatic discounts you continue to get when you place an item in your cart at RacingUSA.com, and their ongoing guaranteed lowest pre-order prices. But today. We want to tell you about a new weekly contest RacingUSA.com is adding for this year. Each week, you can enter to win a 124th scale die-cast car of your choice by going to RacingUSA.com slash contest. Today, there are more than 375 124th scale die-casts you can select from, including yesterday's Joey Logano Bush Class Race Winner die-cast. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Get one. We will also be making a major announcement with Racing USA in the very near future, so you'll want to continue tuning in so you won't miss out on this exciting, new, time-sensitive event. We can't wait to tell you more about it, but for now, our lips are sealed. Did you say big announcement? Oh, it's going to be huge. I can't wait for this one. We cannot encourage you enough to support RacingUSA.com, whose support allows us to bring you this podcast each week. Yeah, so whenever you need a new hat, t-shirt, die-cast, helmet, or novelty to show your support for your favorite driver, we want you to support RacingUSA.com, where you're always somebody special. Engine engine number nine. I'll tell you, if they don't hurry up and pick this track, I'm going to run out of beer and cigarettes. Okay, so TJ, look at the date all the time. Let me tell you this Hey, Freddie, just letting you know we got the beige GMC out in the parking lot in case you want to have Bubba come out and hit us like you said everything else on the track. So Hey now, Jason, got a message for you. Get out of Dillner's ass. Reaction Theater starts now. Clash of the Coliseum, best thing I think I've ever freaking seen done. The only crime about today is the fact that I just had to pay $52 for three beers. Well, other than that, I'll do this every year they want to do it. Brett did tell me it was $15 a beer. They were some some tall ones, but that's still a lot of money. I think I saw a Martinsville hot dog. They called it Martinsville hot dog. Cost like nine dollars. And, mm. and at Martinsville, I think it's a dollar. Yeah, not even. Listen, I did see <laughs> during the race, since I was spectating, I did see a girl <laughs> come by. She had their foot long hot dogs. <laughs> like, and uh, just stop. Okay. <laughs> She holding one of the big turkey legs too. No <laughs> words needed here. <laughs> Typically, my opinions aren't too far off from NASCAR Twitter, but they are way off from nearly what felt like the majority of people who hated the race. I can't understand why people hated the race. It wasn't like this was settling a championship in Homestead or Phoenix. This was just for fun. There's no reason anyone should have hated this race. And I guarantee you 50,000 people weren't showing up to the clash in Daytona. That guy is absolutely right. Anybody that hated that race had their mind made up that they were going to hate it long before we got there. 
What's better, the Clash or the Pro Bowl? The Clash. You're talking about yesterday's Clash, I assume, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, really, any Clash, because yeah. they're full out, at least. Listen, the Pro Bowl pisses me off. I mean, I used to like it as a kid. I used to like it a lot as a kid, with the competitions they would do before... And then that's all they should do now is the competition. Yeah, the fun, like accuracy things, like whatever for fun, fun events. Now it's like a handful of years ago when they even stopped tackling us off. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, I mean, Brett hates everything for him to compliment NASCAR. I don't know if it's like a new year, new you thing or what, but uh, I love everything. I knew the Pro Bowl was screwed up. This I hate year stupid when, I when Josh Allen didn't get invited to it. Even see it. So yeah, Mac Jones got invited over Josh. He's Allen. an no alternate. big deal. He's Next an call. alternate, buddy. It's okay, <clears throat> Freddie. Good job making the main. TJ, I bet you're glad you left Lugano now, dumbass. <laughs> I think I won. I, yeah, I beat your ass, right? What? Hey, here's what here, hold on. Something bothered me about yesterday. So I, I said I beat you in the race, but because I was the only one left. Um, but so Blaney gets out of his car, right? Oh, they didn't show it. There's no, for one, they didn't even show it. Blaney got out through his Hans at um somebody, um Eric Jones. Eric Jones. And so he's in like he pulls in the infield, <laughs> tore up. Whatever, he gets out, throws his Hans device at him. So he's in there for, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. We're out there riding around. Go have, you know, a couple restarts. So I was two laps down. And I forget who, I think Ricky was the last car lap down. So he gets lucky dog. And the next caution, I'm like, okay, we're the now, we're the dog. You know, it was two down. Ryan fixes his gets back on the racetrack. And I'm like, okay, so I'm looking at my timing and scoring. I'm like, wait a minute. Blaney's only a lap. How is he one lap down? We only got one green flag lap yeah. in the whole time he was in the infield. Yeah. So now he's still he was in the infield for thirty minutes. He comes on a racetrack and he's still ahead of me. And he was going to get the next lucky dog if we had a caution oh. instead of me. I was like, why the f- does this work? So yeah. that that'll be my rant for the for the only thing that I didn't like about the clash was that you could sit in the infield. They missed the guy throwing the Hans device on TV somehow, and and then he comes out of the race and he's still ahead of me. Blaney's <laughs> a very feisty individual. Very feisty. yes, he is. I will say I'm pretty disappointed, though, in Fox. Blady loses his mind for the first time ever in his life, <laughs> throws his Hans device, and no one saw it. Not one camera. Way to ruin reaction to that, Freddie. Bravo, you <laughs> idiot. It's like, I, who do you call an idiot? Fox. Oh, I'm sorry, Jason. I can see the future. Yep. You're really good at that. <laughs> so let me get this straight. Ty Dillon wrecks every single car in the field jumps the restart twice, and then thinks he's the greatest thing ever because he won the heat race. Dude, a freaking monkey could do that, all right? And I get it. Like, you've never led a race before, so you probably have no idea what goes on at the front of the field during a restart. But, like, freaking figure it out, dude. I'm, I mean... That was the, wasn't even a heat race. Yeah, that was Conci. But I'll tell you one thing. You're talking about the way Ty drove. I bet that that painted a pretty big target on his back for these restarts. I mean, he he jumped the restarts by quite a bit, so they didn't really have a choice. But but they probably had no hard hard feelings about putting him back the way he drove in that race. I ain't yeah. mad at Ty Dillon. Like I honestly thought. I mean, I thought I saw really. It wasn't a, no different than anybody else. Really, I, I, I mean, mean he was a little Cindric worse. Wasn't, uh, he was, and he was him actually and, he was actually quite a bit worse. Him I mean, and Austin were both Mister Mister. Yeah. Watch this beside of me. Uh, like I, I just did it to one guy. I, I think Ty realizes this is it, man. Like. I don't mind him going for it. I mean, what, what, what was it? Somebody said uh, the Geico sponsorship left him for NASCAR, and now he gets kicked out of the race in the Geico restart zone. Um, <laughs> pay it forward, Geico. Um, but honestly, like I think Ty probably realizes, man, I got to show I want this, and he yeah. showed it. He showed it all weekend. But he's got to be careful. You can't like 
users. <laughs> we don't have 30 of these cars lined up to be used here. So and, and it was just over the top. It him was and, a him little, and Austin were over the top. Like you, you could move guys without. Hey, Bowman doing and that. Burton are beating and banging too, though. Like it was. It oh, was you pretty know when you were and, like when they were. Cindric would he would be five wide into one. It seemed like every time. Yeah, like you know, if you go three up. wide, if you go three wide, you, if you dive to the bottom and force the three wide, you're wrecking the guy on the outside. You've yeah. got to know, and it's your fault just because you can dive it in there because anybody could. Like that guy said, me and Freddie could have went out there and barreled her off in there and knocked somebody out of the race. I was crying. I was literally in tears crying. Can we take some go-karts or something there? Legends That's what cars it looked like. It looked like, a, a, it looked like the spotter race at uh, GoPro. <laughs> GoPro. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Who? Uh, Brett broke oh Ford Martin's God, neck there. That's right. <laughs> you would have been perfect for this race because you That's did why just. y'all better be glad I'm not a driver. Leave it to you, Brett. Literally, Next one. the kid's helmet almost fell off or did fall off when he hit. Did he come out of the seat or something? He shouldn't have hit me. <laughs> Alfred Page and Louis NASCAR's Payback. coverage on Fox is trash. From zoomed in views of Bubba Wallace in 23rd <laughs> rather than lead changes or not explaining how Kyle Bush magically took the lead after halftime, man, that was trash. Also, Keslowski and uh, TJ, you suck. You probably should have stayed at Penske. I'm kind of surprised that, that like, well, there's not better Fox reviews because I would have thought Tony Stewart being in a booth would have been a home run. He was great. He was great. I think, Him and Clint were awesome. I think yeah. the problem, we saw this watching qualifying the night before, and I see this across a lot of the even flow, uh, dirt vision, some of the some of the streaming services now you see. Listen, like, and I had to say this to one of the guys that produces the show at Riverhead. Like, just because you've got these cameras doesn't mean you need to use them all. Like, yeah. they, a lot of them are, you know, you know, speed shot, flip to this camera, every lap at the camera. Like, there's nothing wrong with just, like, a, a normal tra- action shot of the track. I like the close-up camera at the football like, games and yeah. stuff. You know that one where they blur out yeah, everything? Like high def, like super Dude, that, high def. that's awesome. But when it's, like, you want to see more. Yeah, like, you can't I, just. I, I watched Cal, uh, L.A. Coliseum qualifying on a television that was about 30 inches. So by the time they broke it down into two cameras on one screen, I didn't have a whole lot to pull from. Like, I, I yeah. wasn't at home on my 70-inch television um, sitting on Freddie's big-ass couch. Like, I think they need to take into consideration that a lot of people are watching on mobile devices. And if you split the screen on a mobile device, holy cow, man. Like, yeah. I, I was actually texting with Clint during qualifying and sending him a picture of what the TV looked like where I was and saying, basically, and I don't like to listen to volume, no matter what I'm watching. NFL, it doesn't matter. I want to yeah. watch the game. I want to watch the race. I don't need a whole lot of commentating. To, to entertain me. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, to, to y'all's point, like sometimes there's, sometimes less is more. So, but there's a lot more, like the split screen thing, there's a lot more to it from a sponsor standpoint, like payment, you better sponsor worry about exposure. Your I agree, but I do think also, like I said earlier, this track is was has to be challenging for them. It's not a speedway. Yeah. I know, but it, you sh- it being smaller, you feel like you should be able to get. There was somebody hitting somebody on the entry every, every corner, and if you're just following the leaders around there when they're or five, <laughs> if you're following the leaders around there and they're five car lengths apart, you're not catching these guys in the back who are trying to stay on the lead lap, trying to get back up through there that are knocking each other out of the way. Like that's what I want to see. There's something I, I would have followed Bubba every lap too. Every lap was very exciting for us. <laughs> There was brakes locked up, smoke coming off. Like, we we had a hell of a day. All right, next one. Brett, I hope you ripped the heads off of every mother that said it was not going to go well. 
that said it was going to be a disgrace to the sport. It gave us everything we wanted, everything we've been asking for, and everything NASCAR needed. Raise hell, praise Dale. Let's go, boys. Can't wait for the whole season to roll out. Oh, he's ready to go. He is ready to go. Fired up. I'm pretty sure I was the most optimistic one last year. When I was going to say it. you should. You two. You guys were like negative. Well, Brett changed over his here. mind about halfway through. I changed well, my mind once I knew more about it. I, I saw like, it I once he got there. And no, after that the was race optimistic. Was it was leading up to it. it was when they said weeks. Ice Cube, Brett was like, "Oh, it was great." I called and tried to buy a suite, Casey. I think I was pretty excited if I was going to buy a suite. I don't think I was Why down on it. They were sold out. Should have got a golf cart. I hope it was cheaper than one I just got in Daytona. Same price. The you suite, can rent a Ferrari the suite, cheaper than I'd rent a go-kart. The suite at the Coliseum costs the same as the golf cart. Yeah. I'm just going to stop. I can't say a word about this, this topic right now. All right. You want to talk about I know. We got to cut that out. You need to cut that out. <laughs> got her to cuss the first episode. It's going to be a great season. To leave an audio message 24-7, go to <laughs> anchor.fm. Slash the door bumper clear and click the message icon. We will keep playing the best ones on the show each week. Keep the at track uh, calls and the songs coming because I think we need another contest this year. Offer pad question of the week. Since it's Super Bowl week, what's the Super Bowl watching setup look like at your home? Brett. I'm actually going to uh, Colorado this week to go skiing. I leave on Wednesday morning, and I'm not flying back until Monday because I didn't want to miss the Super Bowl. So my Super Bowl is going to be a condo, and I've got fondue ordered in. Some fondue oh. service is coming to the condo, <laughs> what? and I'm going to enjoy it. What with the – why – like not, not barbecue or some wings. You're ordered fondue. That, that's my pick, honestly. I, I, mean, I wanted to do something cool for the kids, TJ. And, I mean, I can't taste still from COVID. So, Freddie has unfortunately heard me about that for three days. Brussels sprouts and asparagus. <laughs> I, can eat, I can eat anything because it tastes terrible. So, I was like, hey, man, I want to do something really cool for the kids because it's not like they're going to be crazy into the Super Bowl because Bodie's a Jimmy G fan and a Tom Brady fan. Well, neither one of them got in it. Yeah. You know, so, so I'm like, man, what do I do that's going to be awesome? So, we're going to ski all day, come in. Then we've got this fondue um, – that's going to come and get split What set up. exactly is that, though? Is it like liquid? Is it what, like I the mean, melting pot? Bro, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Bodie going to have his head under the thing? Oh. <laughs> I'm just trying to do something cool for the kids while yeah. I watch You win. I give you props. I, I would go. So that's, Chocolate I'm going to have a, hopefully a fire, some snow outside, some <laughs> in the water, and, uh, and some fondue. How are we going to oh, beat that, our, Freddy? What's our new vodka? Oh, high rock vodka. What are we going to do, I'm going to have a high rock vodka. <laughs> yeah, nah. you, you, you and Fred should go to Fondue I'm together. Nah, forget that. Melting we're pot or whatever it's called. We're going to the Golden Favorite Corral place. and taking the chocolate fountain, <laughs> bringing it back to Freddie's living room. <laughs> Freddie, uh, normally I have a big Super Bowl party that is canceled this year. Um, I think it actually got canceled last year too. Um, but yeah, we're going to. It's Megan's birthday, Super Bowl Sunday. So that, that's why I got. That was gonna be. Uh, that was gonna be hard to explain to Megan why we were having a Super Bowl party on her birthday. Where are you taking her? But uh, I'm taking her a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful sunny New Smyrna Beach. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Poor Megan. Uh, we're going down Friday. I'm gonna do a couple races at New Smyrna for Jimmy Blewett, and then uh, we'll be we'll have some time. Uh, Monday, Tuesday to, to kind of slack off a little bit and maybe enjoy it. Sunday we'll go somewhere watch Super Bowl. My buddy Rob's in town. He's got a house there, so we're going to stay with him and and hang out and probably partake in some beverages. Go see Chad in Ocala. So you're just staying down there? Are you staying? Yeah, I'm staying. I'm going Friday. I'll stay all week. 
Uh, TJ, what's it look like? Uh, it probably looks very boring since the my favorite team did not make it. Um, we're going to hear about 13 seconds forever, which, you know. <laughs> uh, so I'll probably watch a little bit and just – Normal living room, wait for the kids to go to bed probably, and uh, hopefully, who are we pulling for? I mean, I hadn't decided yet. I called every freaking bar in Beaver Creek. Hey, are y'all having a Super Bowl party? Nope. Nope. I'm like, well, I, this sucks. I so. mean, I'm glad. The Bengals are a good story, but I also like Stafford. I'll like, tell you what. Underdogs are covering against the spread like never before in these playoffs. Oh, big time. So, yeah. Cincinnati may be a play. I mean, Green Bay, Tampa Bay is out. Bills are out. Chiefs are out. Those are the – Hundred dogs are yep. killing it against the spread. Hmm. Yeah. So, Casey, what are you doing for a Super Bowl? Anything fun? Probably ruining it for Chad. Uh, <laughs> Rude. I'm sure Chad's a huge. Uh, I'm a not huge sure. Football actually, guy. I haven't really thought about it. Probably. What's a better story, Stafford or Burrow? I think Stafford. I, I man, Stafford. He's been. He's a. A hell of a player, man. Like he's been clobbered so many times and still gets back. Hell, he threw that one touchdown or whatever with his shoulder separated or whatever. He's a trooper, man. And I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him get a Super Bowl. I'd like to see him win that last game by four instead of three. <laughs> I'd, li- I'd like to go back and have thirteen seconds back too. So. Well, that was a that was a disgrace. Hey, you know what's good though? Mahomes threw that interception to the Bengals thirteen seconds into overtime. Really? Not that it changes any damn thing for me, but I mean, I feel a little bit better. I love football. Great week for sports, for sure. I mean, what a great deal. You get to watch LA Coliseum, and you get to watch Super Bowl in the same market. You know what um, What even? What sucks even more is to fuel on the fire a little bit here. Del Jr.'s got to go to the Super Bowl. Wow. Bummer. Has to go. So sad. But he's him. not staying for the Super Bowl. But then he goes, hey, if the Bills would have made it, I would have went and we would have stayed. I'm like, Thanks for right. rubbing it in. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Like, we as in you and him, or we as in I him? don't know. <laughs> oh, you don't know? Well, he said, See, he, would, he, said, he said I could have went with him, and we would have stayed for the Super Bowl. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, sweet. Okay. Is it on NBC? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. The boldest, most transparent podcast series ever produced by Dirty Mo Media. The Burton Continuum is unlike anything you have ever heard before. We take a candid look into the lives of second-generation racing cousins, Jeb and Harrison Burton, as they try to excel in NASCAR the way their fathers, Jeff and Ward, did. Learn about the emotional toll families competing against each other experience, and hear the gripping stories this family openly shares about hardship, tension, and triumph. Here's a preview from the latest episode, Drove Us Apart. You have to understand, like the way I raced, and I'm not always proud of this, but everything came second. I have few regrets in my career, but I have some disappointments. Right front tire, Jeff Burton. This is not good, no. Came in as the championship leader. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, this pretty much does it for us, unfortunately. And I cried that night. I did. I cried because it, it was, uh, you know, I really believed we were going to win that championship. Most of my life was the tail end of his career. 
those were kind of the, the years where he was struggling the most. And he always wanted to win and he wanted to go out on top and it just didn't happen. And that was why it was so sad. The Burton Continuum. The first four episodes are out now on all major podcast platforms. What an idiot. Time for What an Idiot. Freddie, who's first? Uh, I mean, there was there was quite a bit of... That's why I said who's first. There's quite a bit of options here. Um, I, I, I think you have to give it to Ty Dillon. Um, I think that... I mean, I'm not even talking about the way he drove. I just think the fact that he jumped three restarts in a row from the front row and the second one... Like, the last one, I I think I said it. As it happened, I was like, "Well, he, I was like, he jumped, you know, like it's nothing you could do." But like, it was clear and obvious. wasn't close. I didn't think, and for especially for being on the bottom, I don't know why you were jumping as the leader. Like, I guess maybe trying to get a gap on third place, so third couldn't run you over because the guy on the outside wasn't going to beat you unless he jumped. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. I, I, I can't think of anybody better to get it this week than Ty. TJ. Yeah, Ty's a Ty's a good candidate, but he made it super interesting. But when you beat yourself, when you get to – I mean, he had the damn thing won, right? I mean, he had it basically won. Just don't do something illegal. Yeah, yeah I mean, just he, restart the damn – they're probably not even going to hit you because they know you're going to blast the hell out of them if, they get back, <laughs> if you get back behind them. So they're probably just going to be okay running behind you. So you can't <laughs> beat yourself like that. So, yeah, Ty, uh, I mean, I feel like maybe we need to, we need to like – print an award or something and actually mail these out because these might be like pretty good collector's items down the road for these guys people that win it you know yeah like an emmy did you, yeah. hey, you ever win what an idiot award people are proud when they win it uh, sometimes i get text messages jason and they're not proud so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was gonna say. Derek cross walks around my, my man i grew up with an infatuation <laughs> oh god the state hey, of california this, yeah, okay here and I went out there for my first time in the sixth grade, and I went back when I was 18. Me and my best friend drove out there. We actually spent three months drove, out there. Drove to California from Drove Pageland. to California. Yeah, from Pageland, South Carolina. <laughs> three-month deal. And I thought about going to Southern Cal. That's what Chad does every year. Three months? Yeah, three months. Thought about going to Southern Cal. Came home. Obviously didn't go to Southern Cal. Went to the University of South Carolina. Anyway, long story short, I've been going to California literally every year since, like, 1998. And L.A. is, like, in our minds, like, it should be this really awesome place. I mean, like, when I hear Los Angeles, like, we should all want to go and take our kids. And I have never been in a city and seen more drugs on the street and more filth and more lewd acts and more literally people relieving themselves on the sidewalk out of all the places I've ever traveled in my life. So the mayor of Los Angeles and whoever the city leaders are – they hands down win my What an Idiot Award because we're bringing a brand-new sports and entertainment industry to your city. The Super Bowl is there this week, and you should be absolutely embarrassed by what the downtown city of Los Angeles is letting happen. I have never, ever seen heroin in my life until this week. That's freaking awful. Well, that's kind of scary. You're getting random. You're getting random next week. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of that, speaking I'm of fine. That. I'll take I'll take piss tests all day long. Um, but I did. I also will say this: I have never smelt more weed during a race Holy than yesterday either. Cow. Oh. And I, I'm tell you what, there was campers lined up on Thursday when I got there. Did you see them too? <laughs> you didn't see all the cameras. <laughs> 
they're they've been there a while. Look like so. What it like? Literally, there's motorhomes, and I I don't know. Like there's campers, like motorhomes in them. Now on I the saw, side of the street. I saw this in Burbank. Is that what you're talking about? No, this is right outside, like between downtown LA and the racetrack. Really? I lived there for a few months every year, and Burbank has changed. A but ton. like, is it like? How I, do I you... love. I I truly love the state of California. I actually it's, had a, I actually had a so, fun trip this time of year. It's pretty. The weather was nice. Yeah. No smog. And then Freddie and I go walking down the street, and it's just a complete crime zone. So different. Just so heartbreaking because I love America. I love American cities, and the leadership in that place is a joke. I thought it was nice around the. Uh, they don't deserve a Super Bowl or a race, to be honest with you. It's not the not the Staples Center. It's the Crypto Center. Yes, yeah, used to be Staples Center. Staples Center. That area is pretty. I mean, I that area was nice. I went to dinner there one night, and uh, all the Super Bowl ad stuff was going up. But that area was fairly nice. Just frustrating. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like, I like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Um, hey, good news. Las Vegas event sold it out. We got people coming. Listen to this. Alabama, Wisconsin, North Dakota, Michigan, Georgia. Like we got people traveling from all over the country to this Vegas event. So I'm pushing Davis pretty hard for uh for another one. I think we'll have at least one more coming up. Somewhere we can keep you nice and clean. We'll see how smart some of y'all are. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's it actually took off pretty quick, so I'm pretty excited about yeah. getting yeah. to Vegas. We got 60 of you party hell raising DBC. I just can't believe people want to pay the same 30 Mo guys. fans coming to race hell. Of course they do. What else would they want to do? Alex and I are going. It's our first time in Vegas. You, you, pay, you pay every week to come see us on Mondays. What's the difference? Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear Jason's going to Vegas for Jason, the first time? Coming to Vegas. Yeah. Can you, you guys be you my tour there? guides? What day? Oh, Saturday. Oh, Jason, oh. you have no idea. You do not. You just. Man, <laughs> this needs to be like a, oh. a whole vlog of the week. Lots of vlogging. Um, have um, you not seen that? Movie? I can see us making the call now, uh, Mike. We have we have lost Jason. <laughs> yeah, he's on the route. What's that movie? <laughs> the, the Hangover. Hangover. <laughs> yeah, The Hangover. Jason be up all there sunburnt. Oh. Alex will show up with a face tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Jason be the one ends up having a baby or something. Oh man, what's the kid's name? That's Brett. Brett would look what, uh, Carlos. <laughs> <Yeah>. Carlos. <laughs> You need to that that Carlos. needs to be your look for Vegas. Yes. <laughs> so it's gonna be fun. I'm stoked for that. Jason, Our, when are you coming? Yeah, we need Saturday to, early afternoon. So we only get you only like one, one day. Night. One night. When do you fly back? Monday? Yeah. We're gonna record a little later that day. <laughs> did they did they put you on the red eye Sunday night or the Monday? Red flight? eye. Oh, oh that sucks. That's that that so bad. <laughs> 
Mike's such a cheap ass. Why wouldn't he send you on Friday? Because it's only a hundred bucks more to sleep. No kidding. <laughs> like the flight's going to cost the same. Just go Ch- enjoy it for a little. Change bit. your flight to Friday. Yes. You Why gotta, not you make gotta, it back? Are you I getting mean, a car too? You're not. He probably put you to. He probably put you to quality in oh, Vegas wait. too. Mike <laughs> is going. Of course, Mike, he's the. What day is Mike the, going? He's the star for the suite. Sat, we're all going Saturday. See, but you need to go early. Forget Mike. Give us. They're like, probably flying private. You got to so go get content, wow. Jason. You can't get yeah. all. The content yeah, you got to go get content, content, especially Saturday night. Especially now that you're the director of content yeah. or whatever it is. You need the content. You need to come to the racetrack on Saturday and get content from us and get NASCAR to let you do it because you got so many people that love. We so many people at NASCAR love us and love our show. Mm-hmm. I'm Where sure are you staying at, Jason? Content. Big fans. Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. We can talk hey. about this after. Let's get DBC for some <laughs> stratosphere or something that. like that. Oh. <laughs> circus, circus. Welcome oh. to DBC Picks 2022. Spearmint Rhino. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you don't need a room. You Literally just stay Jason, there. <laughs> it's the most expensive room in Vegas. Hey, I can't promise you that. It's a shoe show. So from experience. Lots of shoe shows out there, Jason. I swiped my credit card That's... and it got declined. It was so much money. <laughs> oh, I am so excited to share that we have some additional players and additional stakes on the line this season. So guess what? Jason. 2022, Casey and I are joining DBC Picks and the stakes are the loser, whoever finishes last after the whole season is going to have to buy first place a really fancy dinner. So, And this is fancy. Like no, Golden Corral? Like, no. No. Casey, you don't, have a, a you don't have a chance in hell in winning this. So don't Let's like make Applebee's <laughs> on a date night. <laughs> Applebee's Let's make some picks for night. Daytona. Freddie, you're at first. Great. Mm. Uh, Daytona 500. I'll take uh, Landon Castle. Oh. Brett. Whoa. Um, Daniel Hamrick. TJ. Hold on. I'm not even prepared for this. Hmm. I think it's behind it. Oh, no. You're there good. it is. Oh, it's nice to know they're all available again. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll go to the bulldozer, Ty Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go A.J. Allmendinger. He's not in He's it. not racing. Huh. <laughs> you had all winter to come up with that. You and Jason decided in November we we're going to let y'all into this, and you picked the f- guy that's why? not even going to be in Daytona. why I thought that he might. Why tell her that he's not in it? Let her have it. in the past. Let her have it. Oh. You guys are so mean. You should have let her You make it, it so easy. Yeah, I, well, mean, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't know. Okay, well, there's 45 other names there. Go ahead and just randomly pick another guy that might not be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's rude. Mm-hmm. Now I'm mad. Uh, I think. It's, I, I think. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think you should just take Gregson. He'd be a good one. <laughs> well, he's in it if he qualifies. Oh, that's right. He's in the sixty-two or whatever. Yeah. Sorry. Reddick. Going to Reddick. Reddick. Yeah. That's where I. That's where I'd have used Tyler. Great idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> Drivers racetrack. So let's just start telling. <laughs> Look at that. She's looking at me. <laughs> so Casey, I want to go to the fondue place for dinner. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I get okay. table for two under a craft <laughs> and boat? Yeah. It'll be a crafty boat fondue. Honestly, oh my gosh. How was I supposed to Schultz, do that? Schultz, what do you I'm got? Sorry. I'll pick Corey LaJoy. Good That's pick. a good one. Oh, I'll tell you what, Casey is loaded for Bear at Daytona. I almost took Noah because if he races, well, he, if he gets into the race, it's worth a shot. Yeah. So, All right, no show next week. We'll be back after the Daytona 500. I would like to remind everybody that you don't know who the hell's in the next weekend. <laughs> Honestly, how am I supposed to know that? 
Next I weekend. Don't know. Next weekend is our next week is Valentine's Day. So I really like chocolates and flowers. Or oh, any yeah. merchandise from RacingUSA.com. Yes, yes absolutely. absolutely. I'll get you a Bowberry biscuit. Or buy what a house on OfferPad. What are you expecting from a Chad? A house on OfferPad, that's what I want. <laughs> Great Valentine's <laughs> yeah. gift. What are you expecting from Chad? I Nothing, because he races. His racing season starts. I, I will sell my house okay. on OfferPad, and you can buy it. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> He'll leave the couch, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I will leave it. the couch. I love it. All right, well, thank you all for... Listening to the show, and as always, thanks for thanks to OfferPad for staying with us. We're excited for a new season. Fun season coming up this year. Yeah, a lot, really? a lot yeah. to talk about all year. Don't forget to tweet us, like, share, post, send in reaction theaters. Whenever, send them in anytime. 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 Have you a feel few drinks. Like you know, like TJ. my beard. It's yeah, nice, it's coming it? in, coming in quite well. <laughs> All right. Well, we will. Uh, we'll see everybody at the pub. Is that I guess a playoff beard. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's just a beard that I didn't have to shave off, so it's actually okay. It's all right. Oh, I love it. Thank I y'all for like listening. We love idiot, you guys. So yeah. Thanks for let's go. Thanks yeah. for coming back. Holla. We will talk to you have in two weeks. Week. Word. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.